B500, get into the wild card. 86 got the Phillies all the way to the World Series. I need to break it to you, man. I don't think it was your vision. <laughs> this podcast is perfectly named, I would say. I hate to make excuses for Sandy and the rest of the people. No, you don't. You've been doing it all year. I do. I do hate it. I'm just going <laughs> to say it. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hitting bombs to fucking Diocho. Like, Jack, that's my base. If that continues, there's no way we make the playoffs. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 12 of the Battered Marlins Fans Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Daniel Granada. Alongside me, I got three other Battered fans. And actually, we have one special Battered fan. Callie couldn't be with us today, but we have a very suitable replacement, I would say. Kennedy. Did I say, did I just say Kennedy? It wasn't Kennedy. <laughs> why did I say Kennedy? My Kenny. Fault. Kenny. Not, I don't know why oh, I thought Kennedy. I don't know where my mind's at, but... Kenny, everybody knows him from Twitter. Takes were made, obviously, very popular account. Thank you for joining us. Thank uh, you for having me. And uh, I mean, we're, we're jumping on here after uh, an awesome Marlins win, after a couple bad losses to the Blue Jays. But before we get into all that, I'm going to introduce everybody one by one and then just real quick talk about what we got on our heads, real quick. I am in the summer mood. For those of you that don't know, I work in the education system. So it is now summertime for me. So I am feeling very summerish. And then today is the NBA draft. So I am supporting my Brooklyn Nets, which they'll figure out how to disappoint me again. Brenton, how are you doing, sir? Oh, I am doing so good right after that uh, Coop uh, home run there. I was in the dumps. This was going to be a very negative podcast, and things have turned around. And on my head... My hat is not as old as the one that Fazzy's going to introduce, but I do have the uh, the um, 30th anniversary hat on today. So, you know, you know my motto, teal till I die, baby. You know what? Has anybody brought up the fact that they should, like, I know they've brought it up, but has there been any word about them maybe bringing it back permanently, kind of like the Padres did? Does anybody know? Not yet, but Nothing? I'm sure that's I don't what think the Friday ever. thing is. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't think it'll ever happen, unfortunately. I wish it did. That, that really sucks. Spaz, what's going on, my man? Uh just excited to be here. Uh welcoming you back and welcoming takes back. I am wearing a hat that I paid way too much money for somewhere in New York. Uh don't trust those fucking New Yorkers, they're bastards. Yeah, man. Fucking vintage shop charged me like a lot of money for this. But we're in that little thing. I had it in storage. But since we got takes on, I got a little something. Hey! Hey! Holy shit, that's a relic. Jesus. Love that. It's a little something uh, in case you guys don't know, especially if you're watching. So takes uh, every once in a while. You, you haven't done it in a while, but you release some shirts every once in a while. Yeah. And, uh, Jesus Aguilar, our boy, was a thick boy. And uh, <laughs> love this shirt. I bought it the second he released it. So a little something since we have a special guest today. And, you know, it's funny because Spaz said he was wearing a, a thick Jesus shirt. And I honestly thought it was going to be a Kyle Lowry shirt. I was surprised when I saw it wasn't Kyle Lowry. <laughs> so what's yeah, going man, on, I, Kenny? How you been? Every, every once in a while, I dip my, 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 my toes into the merch game. You know, I, my, my, one of my closest friends, my best friend, Adrian, he's really good at, at graphic design. And then he'll just text me like an idea for a shirt. Yeah, like three shirts that we haven't released yet. Like th this one that I'm wearing is one of the ones he made, and like we just haven't released it. Ooh, I don't know if I, I like will love it. <laughs> you know, like, but uh, That's nice. But yeah, man, it's good to see a shirt like that out in the wild, especially one that old. That was like the first shirt I ever released, and I know someone bought. I released Bird 
and sexual shirts for Lewis Brinson. And I think I sold like three of them. So I'm very curious to see who the hell has those, but they're probably somewhere like a cum rag. But um, man, as far as the, the thoughts on the top of my head, it's hard. I don't even have thoughts on the top of my head. If you would have asked me 30 minutes ago, I was like writing my manifesto because the Marlins had me wanting to let, like end my life. And now here I am thinking World Series and play, playoff tickets. But uh, yeah, it's, well, it's good to yeah. be here, man. Be I, look, here. I, I've been talking playoffs, but I'm a lot more optimistic than you guys, obviously. But I've been talking playoffs since the first episode. I said... I think this team with the pitching staff, and we're going to get into that because it's surprising how we've gotten here with the pitching staff. But with the pitching staff, I thought they could follow the Indians, kind of their their uh, blueprint from last year, ride the pitching all the way to the playoffs. 86 wins got the Phillies. Uh, I'm sorry, not the – yeah, the Phillies to the World Series last year. I thought – I wasn't saying World Series, but I thought they could make the playoffs or at least fight for that spot. And um, so far, so good. We'll see how that goes. But I, I guess before we get into – because we usually talk about the previous two series, but – I mean, I think it would be a shame to not talk about today's game before we start talking about the previous two series because we just got off of it. So I'll start with our guest, Kenny. I know you said you were writing your manifesto. What were you thinking before? I mean, the eighth inning came. We gave up those two home runs. Felt like the game was out of reach at that point. And then eighth inning starts. They start, They walk a rise, which I think it's crazy that that's what, what we've come to. They're walking them because they want to avoid those singles. And you know the rest. What were you thinking, Kenny, once that happened? I mean, when I get really down watching a game, like today especially, because it just had all the making, I got to kind of switch my mindset a little because this isn't, no matter what happens the rest of the year, at least this current iteration of the Marlins isn't the same old Marlins that we've been seeing the past couple of years. In the sense where, like Braxton Garrett today, was just nails, dude. Like, the best start of any pitcher this year. I know Sandy had a complete game earlier in the year. I know Luzardo's had some good starts, but, like, that was just dominant. Like, I had the same feeling I had watching Sandy last year. I was like, dude, what is he doing? Like, this is nasty. And then we were losing 2-1. So it was like, oh, my God, it's happening. This is the old Marlins. Like, this is – your starter goes out there, puts everything on the line. We take our starter out with 86 pitches. Our reliever gives up two home runs. Like, it was just textbook – 2022 Marlins like I was like we're losing this series and this is like the beginning of selling at the deadline but I mean it's just I I said that the two games we lost against the Blue Jays I wasn't too worried because we didn't get like out hit by a ton we just weren't getting the timely hits and it looked to be the same thing in this game at least for the first seven innings and uh, they, they just decided to play baseball I don't know I don't even know what to explain it like it just they were swinging out of the shoes. They were rolling over. I fully – they lead the league in, in double plays, like the most since, like, Tungsten O'Doyle in, like, 1734. Like, they they just love grounding into double plays, so I was expecting it there. Jorge Soler hits a shot up the middle. I was like, that's getting caught, and Davis is getting doubled up, and he didn't. And I just – the entire time, I'm a very superstitious person, so when things started going good, I won't move. You know, I, I freeze <laughs> up, dude. Like, I, I'm like, like, I see Medusa, and I just locked up. So I was there with my robe on and I tweeted that picture of me after Cooper hit the home run. And that was me just standing there. And I was just like, I, if I move, they're going to lose. I, like, I, I, I'm convinced I have that much power. I don't, but I do. I, I convinced myself that anything I do is negative for the team. So I just stood there until they, the, they won the game. But I think that the one thing, the reason why I have to change that like mentality is skip Schumacher, dude. I really am convinced this guy is just the mentality he's instilled in the team, the decisions he makes. I was against the decision today. You know, I didn't like taking out Braxton Garrett. I, I think they should have kept him in. And obviously, Andrew Nard, it's 
hindsight's so easy, right? I'm sitting here on like a stupid gamer chair, like with my hands on my pants, and I'm like, stupid move, I skip. You know, but like it's a lot of the times it's worked. The bullpen's been yeah. great. I don't blame him for confiding in them. But, you know, great game, huge win. You become a good team by avoiding long losing streaks. And today was a, like a nice step in that direction to make sure we avoided a, a, a three-game losing streak. So hopefully we're back to our winning ways. Uh, we, we've been talking about the fact that we feel like at times Braxton unfortunately gets pulled a little early. But, I mean, he went. How many innings? This It was a six or seven? It was seven. 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 He went seven, seven. strong. So. So I mean I I this I understood the change today and Nardi I don't he hadn't surrendered a run I want to say since April 30th so I mean yeah. and then he gave up two today but I mean he's been solid for the last two months yeah. so uh, and he hadn't given up a whole in his last 19 innings and today he gave up two so it's like you know you trust your guys that's you live and die by sure. your bullpen and I don't blame him. I don't blame him. Brighton you were watching the game live what were you thinking Ooh. when everything went down. You know, I, we've said it on the show a lot. Um, Brax is our boy, man. I, I think he's – we've said it over and over again, and we said it last week. Brax has been our best pitcher. I mean, we'll get into the National Series because he threw another great game, but he had a career high in strikeouts today with 13. He looked great. Um, you know, and, and kind of to Kenny's point, you know, a lot of times in, in early on in the season, we were like, oh, Skip's pulling this guy, Skip's pulling this guy. But Sandy comes in, he leaves him in too long. You know, I've kind of given up on challenging Skip because Skip has proven to me I can trust him. So when he pulled Braxton, I was like, you know, bullpen's been good. Let's see what happens. And unfortunately, Nardi made me like almost immediately eat my words. And then I was like, well, fuck it. We're we're screwed. And we're, we're back. We're going to start selling. Arise is going to be traded at the deadline and, and all this shit. And then <laughs> I call that one through my head. You guys. I can't deal with this negativity. If you are a Marlins fan, you can't tell me that didn't enter your mind. You weren't like selling off Solaire for like three prospects and a tub of Gatorade and, and all that shit. That's what happens as a Marlins fan. And that's what happened to me. But then, you know. If Nardi's going to give up the two home runs in a win, I'll take it. Coop saved the day, you know, but, you know, Braxton, God, I love me some Braxton, and I'm so glad he's performing right now when we need him because the rest of the bullpen or rest of the rotation really has been inconsistent all year. Uh, who had I feel like Bra- Braxton had is Braxton my Sandy as- day from last year. <laughs> well, whoa, whoa, who had whoa, Braxton whoa. as the ace? And and yes, Not Spaz, the jump ace, in there because I, feel better I know when Braxton's Spaz on the has made than I do special trips now. to the ballpark to watch a very specific player. So yeah. Spaz, go ahead, go defend your guy because I know it's coming. That's what I've been saying. Before it was Sandy Day, I was there at the park. I was at every game last year almost, and now it's Yuri Day, man. If Yuri's yeah. at the park, I'm out there, and I love me some Braxton. And t- today, what was this it? Thirteen Ks. Yeah, thirteen Ks for Braxton. But I mean, my love for Braxton. Has nothing to do with my love of of Yuri. Come on, man. Game sign ball already. Oh, I'm yeah, all in on Yuri, man. It's right here on my desk. But Yuri's gonna get shut down soon. That's what's gonna happen. You They're keep saying him. that. I I can't imagine that that's gonna happen, man. With with the inconsistencies of Sandy, I can't imagine that that's gonna happen. Listen, uh, you don't want to end up like Steven Strasburg with the Nationals, where you have to shut down your ace. For the postseason, because you worked him too hard in the regular season. 
the kid hasn't thrown that many innings. He's already at an all-time high in innings thrown. Like shutting him down for a little bit and having him ready for October, like that to me sounds pretty damn good, especially because, you know, Trevor, hopefully Trevor's going to come back in a couple weeks. He hasn't started throwing yet, Trevor Rogers. Yeah, but he was pretty deep in his rehab assignment to start. So I'm okay if he misses a start or two because I think it's only going to be two starts he misses before he starts throwing again. So he yeah. can probably get back up to speed pretty quickly. All right. Well, let, let's go back to where we were supposed to start. So let's talk about the, the Nationals uh, sweep and then that 1-2 against the Blue Jays. So one win, two losses. Uh, let's start with Spaz. Spaz, takeaways from the National Series. Um, I am just very happy to get the hell out of there because some of those were uh, kind of close, right? Like some of those Hunger were... Games. Yeah, yeah, some of those were not very fun to watch, and we came back uh, to win them. So I'm just happy to get out of there with the sweep, man. Um, I will say the Blue Jays kind of uh, killed me a little bit. I was not very happy with, uh, with the outcome of that, especially uh, I was telling my boy today, I was like, yo, we blew our load too early, man. That game one, we never yeah. run. They went all the runs. So that's it. And then yeah. after that, we got nothing. And then the Yuri game, I was super upset about that because, like, no run support whatsoever. And our dude is just out there, you know, pitching a gem. And then that's it. We're done. I mean, we, we lose the series. It'd be like that. But, yeah, hopefully we learn from that and uh, keep it going. But, yeah, at least we got the sweep at the Nationals. Kenny, what were your takeaways from uh, from the National Series? I know, I mean, Arise went into that. I think it was an 0-15 slump that he was riding before he got that, that five-hit game against the Nationals. Uh, takeaways from the Nationals series uh man it feels like it was so long ago already when, when you're a Marlins fan and you it go does, through such high, like highs and lows you know in a week you know like like we experience the same sadness and happiness that a fan experiences like in a lifetime with how like overreactive we are <laughs> um so i mean we handle business i can tell you that like i swear to god i almost don't remember a damn thing from that series but like i know lisa rise was like going insane like he always does one thing i can tell you for sure is that candelario is like the most like the biggest dick rider I've ever seen. I've never seen a player want to like impress another team so much. Like every time he faces the Marlins, he turns into like prime chipper Jones and he's like, please trade for me. That's what it feels like I'm watching because he's been excellent. And obviously he's not going to be there past the deadline. If I like, I, I, I'd assume they're going to flip him. Uh, the blue Jays series, that one, the, the, obviously game one, I, I can safely say even tonight, tonight was awesome, but, that game one of that Blue Jays series, like winning that impressively was probably the highest I've been all season, like emotionally. Cause it was like, wait, we might not like just be frauds. Cause obviously that, that was, that marked the end of the 40 game span that I had been like tweeting about for like two months against shitty teams. So the Blue Jays were the first like good team we had faced in a while. And to go out there and beat them that bad against like Jose Barrios, who's not like a bad pitcher. It felt like, okay. And that hoeing was our starter. Yeah, it was a bullpen game for us against one of the best pitchers for the Blue Jays. It all looked like kind of like a scheduled loss for us, and it was not. Like, we kicked the shit out of them. So I was like, dude, oh, my God, we might be real. Like, I I, I, I was tweeting that I was, like, crying about a a regular season win. And then the next two games, don't get me wrong, bad losses. You don't want to lose the series. But, like, that second game, it just felt like we were hitting the ball well. Just a lot of catch, like like Kevin Kiermaier is the best defensive center fielder like I've ever seen in my life. The guy was just robbing oh, yeah. us of hits in, in in all the gaps. And then they put uh, what's this guy's name? He's been he's killed us forever. He was on the Diamondbacks. I'm not gonna remember, but he's with the, Dalton Varsho. 
he made another impressive catch in center field there. And in the bottom of the ninth, it felt like we were making a comeback. So I wasn't too bothered, right? Because we weren't out hit drastically. It just felt like they got the key hits and we didn't. So I was okay living like that. It was like we had we got one hit. And then today, it, it's, it kind of carried over, right? We finally got the big hit. We won the game. And it was the same big hit we were lacking in game two of the Blue Jays series. So it didn't bother me too much. But I, I was I was happy with the, the outcome of the two of two series combined, not, not losing the Blue Jays. Series. Yeah. In those two uh, losses to the Blue Jays combined, we had 15 hits. Yeah. So 15 hits in those two games. Yeah. You, you, I couldn't be too mad about that. It just felt like we yeah. weren't getting... And recently, hit, yeah. the past couple of games, Soler has been a little bit like slumpish. But, you know, today, big at bat. And, you know, usually Soler is a guy that's like, I want to break the windows in left field. Yeah. And today, like, he got a nice, like, slap nothing, shot yep. single up the middle, you know, mm-hmm. like that was that was big for him. De La Cruz is someone that's kind of been slumping. Big hit today. You know, even Jeezy. Jeezy, like, almost grounded into a double play there. That I don't. <laughs> broke my heart because I said he was going to be the MVP of the series and that obviously backfired for me today but thank God Carlos Santana who, who, who was playing like out of his goddamn mind today bobbled that ball and you know it's a bit maybe it's a different game if, if, if he doesn't but things worked out we don't have to talk about it is that the first baseman yes. their first baseman yes yeah. that dude yes. I don't know what guy had like some kind of ghost inside him just fucking going crazy uh, dude, he's been Dominican Garrett Cooper all year long and then he saw us on this schedule and he decided to turn into like like Albert Pujols. I don't know what the hell's his problem. Uh Bratton, takeaways from the last two series. Listen, that series was all good for me. You know, I was glad to see again Garrett, another strong outing in that Saturday game. I think he went six innings, uh only four hits, one earned run, eight strikeouts. Friday, of course, my boy uh Mr. Extension, Kim, get make it happen. Went five for five with that home run. That was a sweet game. And then uh, the Sunday game, I was really happy to see Lazardo's performance. I mean, I guess, you know, it's the Nats. Okay, they're not good. But, you know, in my mind, Lazardo's probably been been a little bit weak in the bullpen or in the pitching rotation. So it was good to see him come out strong and throw six innings, five hits, two earned runs. I didn't think he was going to get through. He got himself in a couple jams, and I was a couple times I was like, oh, boy. Oh, boy. But he got through it. So I was really happy to see that. Um, You know, the Blue Jays series, after the first game, I was like, man, we're getting two sweeps in a row. This is going to be so good. And then, you know, watching the game on, um, what was it, Tuesday, something Spaz always says was just in the back of my mind. Now, what, they were boys? We are the Michael Jordans of leaving people on on base. base. And that is the that's really the summary of what happened in those last two games, because we should have gotten Yuri that win on Tuesday. There's no way we we can't score three runs. I mean, I, I can't remember the last time we've been shut out. Like that was disappointing there. And then, you know, I'll keep making excuses for him because I still believe in him. But Sandy, Sandy we're oh. gonna get into Sandy. We're gonna get into Sandy for sure because Sandy hurt me. It's, it's gotten you know, to a point the where intro says know. it all for me. I will make I am the Sandy apologist. He will come do. I still am firmly in the belief that he is still trying to figure out how to pitch without the shift. Well, so we're gonna touch on Sandy later. So I'll I'll, I'll I got some things on that. So let's keep it going and I'll, I'll touch but on that. But he still went seven uh, innings. So yeah, he did. He did. I was well, yeah, glad well, to th- see that th- the that's definitely something to talk about the Blue Jay series. Well, I 
in this series, I thought Sandy, I think they hit a leadoff home run against him against the, in the Nats game. Uh, it was a leadoff home run. If it wasn't the first that bad, it was the second batter. So it was a rough start for him. But I think the fact that we swept them like you should, I think we haven't lost to the Nats yet this year. That's a positive. The fact that you shut out the Blue Jays, it's a big deal because they hadn't been shut out all year. And not only did they shut them out on Monday, but on Tuesday, the first seven innings were scoreless also. So for 16 consecutive innings, you held the Blue Jays scoreless. That team scores. Like, it, that's very impressive. I understand that we didn't end up with the win, but Yuri dominated and the bullpen, then, bullpen day also, they were dominant. So I think that that's a big takeaway from a series that was lost. So I think those are two big takeaways. And um, there was something else, but I, I can't remember now. But definitely, four and two, we'll take that because the whole point is to remember, we always say stay at 500. Well, at the moment, we're 10 games over 500. And we haven't seen anything like this since 2011. So things are going in the right direction. I One thing I did want to ask, it's just a random, doesn't mean absolutely anything, but it kind of it bothered me a little bit, I guess. <laughs> I'll start with Kenny. On Monday, Luis Arise had his second five-hit game in, what, three, four days. But he could have gone up to bat a sixth time, and they took him out of the game. Now, personally, I thought that's stupid. Like, keep him in the game, let him get six hits. And on top of that, who was pitching for them? Wasn't it a position player that at that point was pitching? Like, he could have gone six for six. Let him get the six for six. Kenny, am I, am I alone on this? Because Branton's already shaming me with his head nods. Nah, bro, you're right on this. Like, it's, it's, it's Skip Schumacher hates fun. That's the second time he's done it this year, actually. <laughs> the last time he had five hits, he had an opportunity to come up and he pinch hit for him as well. So it, it, it annoys me. I mean, if this is the biggest gripe I have with Skip Schumacher, then I'm fine. You know what I mean? But like, for sure. that, that's the second time that he's done this where, where he has a chance to go for six hits and he doesn't let him go for it. You know, even today, I thought position like, player pitching. Like, exactly. Exactly. I mean, it would have been funny if he rolled into like a double play. But like, it's like, <laughs> I, I hate that he does that. I wish he would have let him. But, you know, I, it's always as a manager, I guess you're thinking like, if this guy like fouls a ball off his foot and breaks a toe, I'm like losing my job. So, yeah. you know, I guess, you know, I guess you're, if you want to be no fun like that, go ahead. But I wish he would let him go for six. Well, I, I think Branton was shaking his head. He's shaming me into the whole. Uh, I'm not I shaming guess. you. Listen, <laughs> for for fun, I would love to see the man go six for six. Absolutely. But, you know, I think Skip is thinking long term. Like, I firmly believe, and, and Skip's going to slowly convert me here, depending on what happens in the next couple series. But Skip's thinking playoffs, man. Skip's thinking long term. He's saying, you know what, we're up. I forget what we were up. I don't know if we were up the full 11 at that point, but he was like, I don't need to risk a rise and lose him for the season in this bloodbath. And then, you know, maybe not have him for a couple months, you know, we're just about to get jazz back. So why risk a rise in my opinion, but for fun, if, if we weren't like 10 games above 500, I would say leave him in because this is going to be our victory. Six run, six hits in a game, you know, the dude's hit for the cycle already. This is going to be our trophy. But no, Skip's thinking long-term, so I'm okay with it. So d- just real quick to touch on it, did anybody hear uh, Skip's interview on Lebetard? No. I heard a little bit. I just saw whatever clips were posted on Twitter, but I didn't hear the full thing. So just to piggyback on takes and him not liking fun, like he kind of came across – like I love Skip. I think Skip is fucking doing a great job, and I love him. as, as I love that he's our manager and all that. 
but he kind of seems like a dude that's like uh baseball working out and like staying jacked like that's that, like that's it that's it so he doesn't eat after seven o'clock which obviously is not my thing like oh they, i don't they, eat after six o'clock <laughs> Bro, but, but look at you. You're 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 jacked, bro. You're like like Skip Schumacher. I wish. <laughs> I'm always having a scotch, and I just had some pizza rolls for dinner. I mean, I'm an animal. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, uh, our our manager is not about that life. He's all about baseball, winning, and just being jacked and good looking. So listen, we need that Skip. Uh, I want his his the shirt he wears in the dugout. They need to put that thing on Fanatics. I'll buy a Skip Schumacher yeah, I, shirt. I, I don't about, care. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gonna, his shirt that he wears fans, in that dugout is fire. I have to see. What shirt is it? I don't know. Got it, Danny. Work on it. Work on it. Get us. It's just like it's a Nike, me, my wife. like She's essentially a compression T-shirt, but it's got like his name and number on the sleeve. And it's, oh it's, yeah, I can't do that. What the hell? You want me to get? It's hot. Crazy fast. Cease and desist immediately. All right. So, so far, ten games over five hundred. Everything's looking sweet so far. Obviously, the tough part of the schedule is coming up. But let, let's let's highlight our two big guns right now. We thought Jazz obviously would be the star, but it hasn't been that. It's been Luis Arise and Solar Power and Light, right? Now, is it possible? I think Luis Arise should be in the MVP conversation. Is it possible that Solar, if he keeps at this home run rate, could also – obviously, he won't win it. But be in consideration, be in talks as a second MVP candidate. Like, am I thinking – too crazy right now, or Kenny? Am, am, is it something that's plausible if he can keep jacking these home runs? Just just to keep in context, as of right now, he is on pace to hit forty five home runs. With him, he, he's a streaky guy, man. He really is. He he reminds me. I mean, a much better version, but like what we had in Adam Duvall a couple years back, where he would just go on these random streaks where he hit like eight home runs in a week. But Soler is even during his slumps, he still finds ways to contribute. Like today, I, I I said it earlier. Like he's kind of in a little bit of a funk. Like today, he had like a very very important at bat, and he came through with a single at the middle. You know, so he's he's it looks like he's found like a next level as a hitter, not just as a like a masher of baseballs, right? Like he, he's got a little bit of like he can pepper the ball around the field too if it needs to, if the if the situation calls for it. And I think when it comes to MVP discussions, so much of it relies on that like final two weeks of the season, how you do because a two week slump at the end of the season and you could drop out of an MVP discussion. You know, if he ends the two yeah. weeks of the, the final two weeks of the season on one of his tears where he hits like 10 home runs in 20 games, we could be talking MVP, but if he ends it on a slump, like he's been, then who knows? All I know for him is that like health is the most important thing. You know, earlier on in the year, I, he played right field and he had like, I don't know if you, you probably, probably remember he had one game in right field where he like, was diving all over the place and making these beautiful catches. And I was talking about, dude, just play him in right field. So to make sure that he's in the lineup and get obviously Garcia and like put him in Europe or something. I don't know. Just, I don't want to see him anymore, but they're obviously taking like the most safe approach with him, not putting him in right field that often because his, when he's, and it's the story of his career, any season where he's played like over a hundred games, it's a monster season, anything less it's because he's hurt and he played like shit. So obviously they're, they're prioritizing keeping him healthy. And if he stays healthy the rest of the year, I mean, he's definitely going to be in that discussion. It's hard not to include someone who has 40 plus home runs, hundred plus RBIs and like an over and your 900 team makes the playoffs. and your team makes the playoffs. You're talking yeah, 900 I think that's OPS, the key. 40 plus home runs, hundred plus RBIs. 
Like, yeah, dude, of course he'll be in that discussion. You know, it's, it's, I don't think he'll win it when all is said and done. No, no, no. Especially considering like what Ronald Acuna is doing. Fuck that guy, Braves and all that shit. Fuck that guy. But (laughs) yeah, fuck that clown, dude. But it's, he'll be in discussion for sure. He'll be in and Luis Arise as well. Yeah, he he wouldn't even win the MVP of the team. I think that that's Luis Arise, unless Luis Arise completely falls off a cliff. I think Luis Arise is the MVP of the team this year, right off the bat. Spaz, do you think yeah. Solar has any chance of being an MVP talk? Absolutely. I mean, it's kind of like what Takes said, but I just realistically, and also just because of the way the voting works and all that bullshit, and just yeah, I, I don't think so. No, I think our best shot is just uh, our our. For him is uh getting him to the home run derby and letting him do work um but I, I i can't see having him as an mvp unfortunately do you guys ever worry about that i'm sorry i'm gonna get to you brand but just real quick I, just the, the spaz brought that up do you guys ever worry about players entering the home run contest because i've heard so much about the the <coughs> the swing changing for the event and then I'm not sure how the fuck these professionals all of a sudden have a hard time going back to the regular swing, but like it affects them for a couple of weeks. Is that something that you guys have in mind? Because I usually don't give a crap, but apparently it's a big deal. It worries the shit out of me, man. Really? Like because it, it, and and, it, and I think Soler touched on this too. I think he said that that he wouldn't go to the home run derby because of that. If you remember it, I think last year he got hurt just on a swing and miss. Like it wasn't like anything crazy. He just like had back spasm, pulled his back on a, like a very hard swing. And when you think about the way the home run derby is nowadays compared to how it was back then, obviously there was the outs, you know, you hit the ball, it touched grass, you're out. That's one out, yeah. nine outs. Now, and now, it's just timed. now it's time. So you're trying to swing as hard as you can, as quick as you can. And that, yeah, it could lead to injuries, especially for a guy who has history getting injured on swings, you know? So I don't blame him. Or even if Kim Ang and, and the front office was like, Hey, look, like, we're sorry to have to do this, but you can't participate because you're, you're talking about a, a minute round and you're trying to mash baseballs as quick as you can. And you're looking at the scoreboard and like Vladimir Guerrero Jr. has 800 home runs and you're trying to hit 801. So you're swinging out of your shoes. And next thing you know, he springs that back. He, like our season's done <laughs> because like, I, don't, I don't know what else we do. Like he's the second most important player on this team. So I, I don't blame him. And yeah, the home run derby thing is I do think it's very real. Like we've seen players slump after it. I don't think he'd slump. Because like his swing is just naturally violent as it is, I don't think he'd have to change his swing. But the injury part concerns me because it, it is the home run derby the way it's 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 it is now, especially for a guy like him that has history getting hurt on swings. I would I would err on the side of caution with that. Well, just just for the record, my and nobody ever brings up when they talk about their favorite swings. My favorite swing is Vladimir Guerrero Senior. That guy yeah. had a violent swing. Like that it looked like he was mad. Yeah, Branton. I guess a two-part question. Solar, any any chance that he is an MVP candidate? And second, if he gets chosen for the home run derby, should he participate? Um, I don't think he's gonna be a series contender for the MVP. Um, I think if anything, the all-star voting probably tells us that he's gonna be underappreciated no matter what he does. That's a good um so I I don't see him in the series conversation. I I think he is deserving of it if he keeps up his pace, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think um, if any Marlin is going to come in the top five, it'll be a rise. And if a rise continues what he's doing and hits over three fifty, and he doesn't win it, it's a fucking travesty in my opinion. But well, how cool would it be to win MVP with Luis Arise and rookie of the year with Yuri? That'd be pretty badass. 
You're getting ahead of yourself, man. I, 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 I told you. I think I told it would you, be I'm, awesome. I'm, I'm bringing the optimism to the, to Listen, the Miami Marlins. I think it year. would be awesome, but there is no way that they're going to let Yuri pitch the rest of the season, man. I think he should, and I want him to. I am a big Yuri fan. We were all there for his debut. If I, Sandy, if Sandy can't get his shit together, no. they're going to keep Yuri up. Not for long. It. He's. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. Hey, what do you think? You think they keep him up? <laughs> I and think I, so. It's it's such a weird. I talked about this on the the pregame show that I did for what used to be Fish Stripes, but um. What is it now? I'm a, sorry. I, they changed fish, it, on fish, first, on first, right? fish on first. Fish on first. Okay. Fish on first. Yeah. Fish on first. They're, they're good Love guys. Them. Check out. Yeah, check them out. And uh, you know, I talked about, it and it is it, it is like a no win situation for them. Really, it isn't because. We he's like eight years old and he's thrown the most innings he's ever thrown in a season and he's pumping By like far. 101 miles per hour, you know. But at the same yeah. time, but we're gonna ask only... him to do it in the minors. Just do it in the majors. I I don't think they should ask him to do it in the minors if they do it like that. To be clear, they're gonna shut him they down. Opt to, yeah, if they opt to like take him off the team, don't make that fucking guy pitch for like the Pensacola Blue Wahoos. Like no. just shut him down, <laughs> send him home. And like have him like Theragun his arm for three months or something like that. I don't know, but do not make him pitch. He's not pitching in the minors again. That's for sure. That I can, I think I can confidently say because if you're gonna yeah. waste him, his pitches, just let him do it here. Mm-hmm. Like, but it, it's very tough. It is tough because if something happens to Eddie Perez, it's not just this year that's compromised. It's right. next year too. You know, Max Meyer got hurt around the same time last year. And he's not coming back this season. Even though Craig Mish kind of hinted at September he wants to be back, the team's not going to let Max Meyer pitch this year. Jake Eater missed all of last season, started this season, and he had a setback, and now he's pitching, and he's pitching like shit. So it's like you do have to be careful here. And I hate it because the, the, like the, 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 like the, the fan in me, it's you're not just watching the best rookie pitcher, not just the best rookie. You're watching one of the best pitchers in baseball right now. Okay, yeah, the guy's no. a 1.64 ERA or something like that, and if he qualified oh, yeah. in innings, he would be number one in the league. Mm-hmm. You're not talking about just, oh, he's a really good young kid. No, you're talking about a kid that could be in the all-star game if he met the innings requirement. So it's hard to just say, oh, yeah, just shut him down, you know? But when you're <laughs> thinking long-term here, which the Marlins have to, it's not like the Marlins are in a like a, like a Miami Dolphins situation where it's like, we have to win this year or just blow it up. Like, the Marlins are – preparing for the future a lot of these guys they have on the team are locked up but yeah it's tough because he is your best pitcher and right now it's like i i'd be lying if i said yeah you know air on the side of caution send them down and let me give me more devin smelter like i don't want that either but no. it's, oh, you it's want joey cueto johnny cueto we were doing the pregame show and every time i looked at the score he was giving up another home run to like a 38 year old like minor leaguer oh. so i didn't know he was still in here. the league when they signed them i was like they're still playing the yeah, best he, video right. of Johnny Cueto is him falling over first base trying to cover on his rehab his rehab assignment that got him set back to begin with. It is hilarious. I, I feel for the guy, man. He just he just sort of hung it up already. We should have um, never given that contract. No, for sure. I don't understand, <laughs> no. but it made no sense to me. It made absolutely no sense to me. But uh, I mean, let's be honest but, though. Like, really, if he doesn't get hurt, Yuri's not in the majors this year. So, you know, the Marlins had a plan, and I think their plan was to slowly ease Yuri in, and next year was supposed to be his year in the majors. Cueto gets hurt, 
Rodgers gets hurt, Yuri has to step up. So I, I listen, he, in my opinion, he is our ace of the future. That's what's going to happen. I have a but question for you guys. They're going to shut him down. I have a question for you guys. Maybe I'm oversimplifying this, and it's probably what I'm doing. But you guys are saying they'll send Yuri down. And, down. and I'm not the, saying and, they'll send him down. Well, no, okay, shut they'll him shut down. him down. They'll shut him down and not let him pitch for a couple months, right? Bring him back in September, right. let him start throwing again. Isn't that kind of what happens when the offseason's here and then you got to build them back up during spring training? And kind of get him in a couple reps and hope that he gets back up to where he's at. Like at that point, aren't you playing very crucial games in September and you can't risk just having him work his way back in these crucial games in September? Like, well, you start bringing him back in probably August. You start bringing him back the end of August, let him pitch in the minors, and then bring him up. Bring him up. Who knows what our rotation is going to look like at that point? Because if Rogers is back healthy, Cabrera is back healthy, who knows if he's even in the rotation? Maybe they bring him up because they need an extra arm in the bullpen. And, and who knows? You know, I, I think their hope right now is that Cabrera's injury is not serious. He's going to be back. Uh, Rogers is going to be back soon. And I really do think that their thought is we're going to shut Yuri down for the season. I don't know that we're going to see him in the majors again this year once they decide to make that move. For me, that kills me. I want to see him in there, but I get it. Like he's already at seventy-two innings pitched, and the most he's ever thrown was seventy-eight. So the kid's like, he's got a bright future ahead of him. There's no reason to, if we haven't pitched all the way through, man. That, so what that's you're a saying is big load for this kid. You're saying I got to go watch him pitch soon because I won't be able to to thirty-four. On, on Sunday, is that when his next game? In my opinion, day. is you probably should. Yeah, sun, Sunday's the last, the, 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 the next year. So you're pretty You get a bobblehead, too. That is a sandy bobblehead, though. It's not a Yuri one. Who cares, bro? You see, you got both best of both worlds. You got a bobblehead of a uh, baby our, goat uh, and the goat. Winner, and you get to watch Yuri pitch. Dolly. <sighs> We're gonna Sandy talk about Sandy. Get shit together before we start we, we, calling him a goat again. Yeah, I don't know. We'll <laughs> talk about Sandy in a second. But uh, all right. So one thing I want, one last thing I want to talk about when uh, talking about rising solar. This is a debate that we've had here uh, over the last couple of weeks, and I guess I'll get Kenny's take before we, since he makes takes, we get his take on it before we move on. Now we've been going back and forth about what you think is more probable: Solar hitting fifty home runs. Or Luis Arise hitting 200, getting 200 hits. And I'll give you the numbers as of right now with their pace. I told you already, Solar's on pace for 50, I'm sorry, 45 home runs. And Arise is on pace for 226 hits. Now, obviously, that got boosted up with those 10 hits he got in the span of like two games. But So he's on pace for 226 hits. What do you think is more likely? The hits or the home runs? Arise hits. Arise hits. Okay. And, and it's just because I think with Soler, there's an adjustment that pitchers can make, right? They can kind of pitch around Soler or try and limit him to weaker contact. With Arias, I genuinely don't know what a pitcher can do other than just walk him because you can throw it in the dirt and he's just going to golf it out for a bloop single. You, you Like, there is no way to get him out. There really is. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, nope. it's the only thing you can do is just hope that it's hit right at someone and that's it. But he's going to make contact. You Like, the people that strike him out, by the way, they should grab those balls and like frame them because it's like, dude, you just start off someone that never strikes out. 
Yeah. Like it, it, it is very impressive. So I would go with, I was, I, I, the other day I was like pondering, like, dude, can he break like the all time hits in a season record? But like, I, I, I had no idea how much it was. It's odd. <laughs> so like he would have to play all 162 for that. But how much man, is I, it? I it's like 260 or something. It was like each row. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Yeah, let me know because I, I, oh, I don't know. Well, it was each row. That's fine. That's totally understandable. Yeah, it was definitely each row. That's for sure. But um, yeah, I, I, I go with Arise there. I think he confidently will get – I could say I confidently he'll get over 200 hits. Yeah, it is a lot. Uh, It's 262. Oh, that's so much. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, how many, dude, yeah. Can you check while you're there real quick it, how many games he played that season? Was it all 162? Uh, I'll, I'll check right now. It was in 2004, so I'll, I'll find out that for you okay, right now. Okay, yeah. Uh, but I as know a, that he would have to like arise if he ever wanted to do that. Like he missed time earlier this year for like four or five games, and I feel like that, that's what did him. <laughs> like it's that, that's a very hard record to break. Uh, I think for the most part, everybody here also agrees with Kenny for the hits, right? I think it was just Cali that said that it was probably Solar because yeah. it's hard to believe that somebody could hit 200 again. But, but we told uh, yeah. that was during like his little slump. So Cali was like, nah, the home runs are coming. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Ichiro play, missed one game. He played 161 games that year. That's impressive. And he bat, his batting average was 372 that year. So yeah. That guy played right. for my baseball team. <laughs> he, he did. Yeah, he did. And at we the age of 41. Dude, love it. I'll never. I'm so glad. Just a side tangent. But when he got that 3,000th hit and he did it in Colorado, I was so glad because I knew that that cuck David Sampson couldn't have it happen in Marlins Park and try and like profit off of it. There was nothing <laughs> that little weasel would do. Like he would do anything to have that back so he could sell t shirts saying, like, I saw the 3,000th hit. And all that cornball shit. I was there. Fast he, he called was up, pissed. He, he called up like a 38-year-old make-a-wish AAA guy for one at bat and gave out at like fucking t-shirts and shit and uh, fucking cornball. Well, Spaz was pissed because he wanted to be there. Yeah. He was yeah. at every game leading. I was at every, during that stretch. Well, takes. I think you you were you were probably there for a couple of them, right? When he was yeah. getting close. Yeah. Dude, I was at every fucking game. Like, it's gonna happen. Remember they had the little bobblehead with the clicker? Yeah. <laughs> Bro. That's was pretty there. cool. They had a bobblehead with a clicker. That's awesome. Yeah, it was. It had like a yeah. number or whatever. Yeah, and then you just whatever. That is and, pretty yeah. cool. It's pretty awesome. I Not as cool as the home run the thing day. that you guys used to have, the monument. That was pretty badass. No, it wasn't. It was like Stockholm. <laughs> I kind of love it after a while. I kind of loved it every time. Stan when I walk it. in, when I walk in at the third base entrance and go right to the Budweiser bar, I have to pass that piece of shit every game. I fucking hate it. It really? still goes I, off, man. I love it. It doesn't. It doesn't give you like memories of Stanton. I feel like it was like it'd be like fun no memories. No, it gives okay. me memories of a fire sale. Uh, I, yeah, I can. That That's what I figured. I figured you, you get some Stanton memories off of them. All right. So before we get into Sandy, Sandy, I did want to uh, to ask you guys. We, the Marlins, obviously took off over the last couple of weeks, right? But. They did it because they beat the teams that they're supposed to beat. They've beat up on teams like the Nationals, the the A's, the Royals. Do you think that they'll be coming back to earth soon? Like, is this something that was they beat the teams that they're supposed to beat? Because obviously the Marlins aren't the worst team in, the, in baseball. But are they really the sixth best? Because I think they have the sixth or seventh best record in the entire league. So... Can we think? Do we think that they're going to keep this up, or do we think this is more of a mirage? They beat up on the bad teams, and now that we have good competition coming up, kind of like the Blue Jays, that they're going to come back to earth. 
I'll start with you, Brenton. What do you think? Um, I think we're for real, man. I I think. Uh, oh, I hate myself for saying this, but you know, between Ted Lasso and all that shit, I'm believing. I think Ooh. we're. By the I way, you can get a blue shirt at matterfans.com. Uh-huh. Yeah, get it now. <laughs> we're gonna get one in teal, right? Yes, sir. There we go. So, listen, I, I think I think we have every opportunity to to really make the playoffs, and you know, the Blue Jays series. In my mind, I think we probably should have taken one of those games that we lost, but you know, we've got the Pirates. I think we'll do all right. Red Sox and then the Braves to go into the All-Star break, I think. Oh, and then St. Louis and Philly and then the All-Star break. Mm -hmm. But I I think we can go into the All-Star break in second place in the NL East. And I think, look, Cardinals have had their struggles this year. Rockies we've struggled against, but we have them at home. I think July is going to tell us. We can either come out of July and, and say, you know what? We just traded for Tim Anderson. It's happening. Get ready. And we can say, you know, we're, we're ready to make the playoffs. Or we can say we just traded off three players and, you know, here we are. But I think it's going to be – I think we're contenders this year. And Brandon's been opinion. calling for Tim Anderson for quite a bit. We've been, It's been getting louder recently, but Brandon, Brandon was out I there I think first. it was – what was it? Episode four or five? Yeah. It was it was early on, Kenny. Is this all a mirage, or are the Marlins for real? We 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 taking them serious? I'm taking them serious. <laughs> like it, the the easy like nuanced answer would be like we'll see, right? Like like let's right. wait till the deadline to see if they're for real. But that's not. There's no here. fun in that. Yeah, we're here to give takes and to like fucking plant our flag and look stupid later on or look like geniuses. That's, that's like it. that's what we're supposed to do here is takes mm-hmm. this. Um, <laughs> they're for real. They're for real. You, you, it, it listen. It, Ten games above five. If they were two games above five hundred after that forty game span that we played nothing but dog shit teams, I would say like eh, probably not. You know, but we're ten games at one point, eleven games above five hundred after we beat the Blue Jays. You don't get there without like being a good team. You don't get there. We saw like the Braves got swept by the A's like two weeks ago. You know what I mean? Now, of course, they responded by winning like eighty games in a row, but yeah. It's you are what your record says you are, right? It's the most like cliche, corny thing in the world. It's probably a wrong saying. I think Bill Parcells says that, and it was like yeah, he did. It's a dumb yeah, shit Bill on Parcells. earth, but whatever. Um, and right now, the facts are they are ten games above five hundred. You know, a lot of like, the, the the nerds and the losers will talk about their run differential. I don't care about it. <laughs> like I do not care about run differential. The same way, like, Braxton Garrett's ERA is much better than what it says it is because Skip Schumacher left him out there to, like, get tarred and feathered against the Braves. Like, outside of that start, he's, like, the best pitcher in baseball. You know what I mean? So Absolutely. The Braves, I mean, the the, the Marlins right now, and, and I'll just say it, they're, they're for real. It would take a very big meltdown to to not be for real. You know what I mean? It's very hard to go from, like, 11 games above 500 to being, like, out of it next month. Like, it would take a catastrophic meltdown. And again, I mentioned it earlier, right? Where I said I have to change that mentality. Skip Schumacher, I don't know what it is, but he's done something where like the, the, the culture around the team is different. You know, like before, if like all of like my in my memory as a Marlins fan, it felt like we're playing not to lose, like don't look like shit. But like, no, we're playing to win games, dude. Like, we're not out of it yet. We're not out of it. Go out there and you you belong in the field with the other team. Do not like 
do not cower in the face of adversity. You can win this fucking game. Like it's, and they're, they, they represent that. They play like that. It's not like they, they will lose a heartbreaking game and then come out and respond with a win where in years past, it felt like they'll lose. And then it'll just be a seven game losing streak. You know, it, that's what it felt like today. That's what, what I mentioned. Like we lost two in a row. Is this the same old Marlins? Cause the same old Marlins get swept by the pirates now when we shouldn't. And then it's yep. like, all right, time to open up the trade machine and see who we can get. But today they had to battle out a win and it's, those little things along the way just make you feel like you're you're never out of it. Luis Arias makes me feel like we're never out of it. Jorge Soler makes me feel like we're never out of it. Braxton Garrett's been a stud, and it just makes me feel like if they play 500 ball the rest of the way, they're 10 games above 500 at the end of the season. You know, you don't need to go on a torrid streak and tear the league apart for the next two months. But I, I I'll say it, they're for real. They're for real. I, and hopefully our boy Sandy gets his head out of his ass and fucking because if he gets going, then we're really really for real. Well, the, and just to touch a couple of things, just to, to represent my boy Cali, their run differential at the moment is negative 18. Cali loves talking about the run differential, but it was really bad before. We brought it up all the way to negative 18. <laughs> that's an so, improvement from where it was. Yeah, that's big time. Last year it was negative 90, and we are 18 and 5 in one run games, which is the calling of a good team, right? Get those timely hits, and the bullpen is stepping up when they need to. So, I think I saw uh, a tweet earlier today. Last year we were seven games below 500 at this same point with a positive run differential. You know oh, what I mean? So, I have to look that up. Yeah. I think we were like plus 12 or something in the run differential, nothing crazy, but I think it was a plus run differential. So I, that's why the run differential thing, it, it's, it's one of those stats where it gets skewed by some big games, some smaller games, especially when you're like the Marlins who like 70% of their games this year that they've won have been by one run. So it's like, of course you're not going to really claw back at that run differential quickly. So it's tough. It's but I I like where they're at. Uh. So just so uh, to be clear, they had a positive fourteen run differential at this time last year. And they were they they had like a losing record if, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. So it's yeah, it's that, that run differential stuff. It, it, to watch. We were not. We, we were not. Wild. Wow. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give wild. a quick shout out to uh uh Miss Mambo on Twitter. She has a lovely <laughs> hashtag that's a uh, hashtag baseball is weird. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's baseball, Susan. I mean, for, for you New Yorkers out there, if you, you get the reference, go ahead, no. Spaz. What do you think? This is a mirage or not? Uh, dude, I mean, I th the reason this feels different is because I mean, like, for instance, we all got together because why? Because we were talking shit in an inner Miami chat mm -hmm. about baseball, and that's yep. how this shit started going. And like, mm -hmm. oh, shit, fucking more. So, like, dude, I have people who aren't like kind of like watching baseball, they're kind of like. Oye, lo mal está haciendo bien. The Marlins are doing good. Oye, están ganando. They're winning, you know? So it's like people are kind of noticing that, like, yo, they're kind of doing something. So if it's against the shitty teams, I don't care if it's, like, whatever. But we're, we're, we're out there, man. Hashtag fighting fish. We're, we're back out there. And uh, bada bro, I just want to fucking win. And I just want to get out there and uh, hopefully make it to some, uh, some playoffs. So I, I think we got the juice. Um, going back to that Levitard interview with uh, Skip, um mm -hmm. so like supposedly or or whatever it was saying like the players really really relate to him like maybe he's just because he's young and beautiful well, he's and young jacked. yeah he's young, yeah, yeah. young and beautiful and jacked or he was he wasn't playing not he was playing not so long ago i don't know like whatever it is kind of like i think takes kind of touched on it they're like i don't want to look like shit in front of fucking skip you know whatever but whatever it is dude it's working man and um and yeah i i, I think we got the juice and uh we can we can make it far somewhere so um 
I, I agree. I, I think they are for real. <laughs> to be 10 games over 500 when the player that was supposed to be your best position player, Jazz, has been out for so long, when your Cy Young winning ace that was supposed to carry you has been horrible this year, when your second ace, I guess we thought he might be, Lazardo hasn't necessarily been consistent, when your closer that has been one of the best closers in the National League this year has missed a significant amount of time, with all those things considered, and you're still 10 games over 500, I don't care who the competition is, to me, you are for real, and I do think Jazz will come back, be himself, get healthy, help out. That can't hurt. That could only help. Uh, AJ Puck came back. He's he's balling again. Sandy, hopefully he can get things going again. And if he can get things going with the way this team is playing, I mean, anything is possible. But with that said, let's talk about Sandy. 15 starts in, and we don't recognize this guy. I've seen a lot of memes and a lot of jokes about who the hell is this guy? Bring us the real back, bring us back the real Sandy, whatnot. Uh, I'll start with. Uh, I'm not going to start with the apologist. I'm going to start with Spaz, the one that you you call him the Kawaiyo. What do you think about the Kawaiyo? Bro, because he's what, the what's Kawaiyo. Going on with Spaz? Bro, that's my dog. I don't know. I don't know. Kawaiyo, more like bro. a pony like, this year. That's what I yell from the Budweiser bar. Unbelievable. <laughs> but like a pony. I will say, I, I so I, I've, I've touched on the interview a couple times, but. Uh, Skip touched on the WBC, how some guys didn't come back like the way they should have come back from that. Uh, and I don't know if, listen, I, I don't, I only watch Martin's games. I don't watch fucking other, other teams. I don't, I don't care about anything else. So I don't know if that has something to do with it. Um, I do feel, and I made like a little joke on Twitter and I fucking felt immediately bad about it. Uh, but like, it was the West. should have. It was, yeah. it was like the Wesley Snipes crying, like with a gun, like, like meme. It's like, we got to send you. I need you to go away for a little while. need you to go away for a little bit. That's the only tweet you've ever tweeted that I didn't like, by the way, <laughs> you jerk. But dude, I mean, I, I love Sandy as much as anybody else. And it's just, it hurts me. And I know that he's hurt because he even mentioned it. He mentioned it in uh, in one in the postgame uh, interview. Yeah, he said, like, I know, like, you know, there's negative things about me out there. And I, that fucking broke my heart because he I, I know he's he wants to get better and it's just not there. Um, so, yeah, dude, I mean, I'm worried about him. I know I said he's a caballo, which he is, but I just hope he, he gets it right, man, because I know he's he's having a hard time with this whole thing because he's reading uh, the the takes that uh, takes were made were here. Where's <laughs> yeah, I don't I, I don't I, unfortunately, I've, I've been like brainwashed and I, I don't have a problem slandering anyone anymore. I just. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm just a degenerate, though, so I guess that's just normal. That's par for the course for me. Like, I, I, I'll slander my mom if she starts sucking for the Marlins. Like, it's not <laughs> there. There, I, I, I don't hold back. <laughs> Which so, is why you're uh, a good photo, by the way. <laughs> so, uh, Kenny, before I go to Brenton, because I know Brenton, I know where he stands on this fence. Kenny, what are we thinking, Sandy wise? It's so weird, man. Everyone, like I said, I don't, I slander everyone. So what I said is that he's been asked and that's like, he has been asked. He's been very bad. Yeah. But at the same time, it's so weird because he's having the most efficient ass whoopings I've ever seen in my life. He's still going seven innings, 90 pitches and giving up like five earned runs. And it's all happening in one inning, you know, mm-hmm. on the, the pregame show today, Eli brought up how with, without runners on base, he has like a, like batting at the batting average against is like 140. 
<laughs> like, like they're not hitting him when no runners are on. But when one runner gets on, the it's batting average is like 380, 390 with 1,000 well, OPS. He's I, getting I, I thought it was over 400. Yeah, he's getting destroyed. Probably. Yeah. probably that's what it seems like. Like, yeah. everyone turns into Luis Arias when someone gets on base. It, it's just – I don't know what it is. So that – when I hear that stat, the first thing I think of, oh, it's got to be something mental. Like, whenever someone gets on base, you just melt into a puddle, and that's so unlike him. You know what I mean? I'm curious. I, I'm not – like giving, I'm not going to give up on him. The guy won a Cy Young. We have him locked up for like $3 a year for the next five years. I'm not going to like give up on him, obviously. And, you know, they brought up like, it, it, would you, suppose, I don't know what it is with his contract and how many years of experience. There is no sending him down. You can't option him to the minors like the like the Blue Jays did with Alec Manoa. So there's none of that. He's got to work it out here in the major leagues. I had no idea. And yeah, I didn't either until they, uh, Eli brought it up today. But I, in a weird way, like, it's not weird because, like I said, he won a Cy Young. We, we know that pitcher's in there. And outside of the one ugly inning he has a year, I mean, every game, he looks like what he did last year. You know, this game against the Blue Jays, he had a horrible second inning. And then he just settled in and threw, like, 50 pitches in five innings and looked great. Yeah. It, I have faith in him to turn it around. And I think that the all-star break is going to be very, very, very much needed for him. You know, like, I think just, like, having a week off of not pitching and just, like, come back with a new mentality after it, like new season, come back, like scratch all the ERA, all the innings, everything you've done in, in the first half, especially with the fact that what is it that we know about Sam? He's a psychotic competitor. The guy will break his own coach's nose. If he tries to take him out of a game too early, like we've seen him get pissed at coaches for taking him out early. We've seen the competitor that he is. And outside of him, the team's 10 games above 500. They're in a position to make the playoffs and they need it. And I think he, he obviously he knows this. So hopefully coming back with the mentality that like, I got to stop just like being, I can't mope. Like my team is still here. My team still needs me and I can still help us win and get to the playoffs for the first time in a full season, like in 20 something years. Hope I, I do think that after the officer break, he'll turn it around. He's shown that he still can be that pitcher many times this year. Right. It's just that one bad inning that he's just got to get rid of. And, and, and he's been dog shit. Sorry, Branton. I know that, that he's your baby boy, and I, and I hate to do it, but I like I said, I'll slander anyone. Listen. So, and he, I'm not saying. But let me be very clear. Yeah. I'm not saying anything that he's not saying about himself. I'm sure no. he's at home right now calling and, him. And shit. listen. Like it's, it, so hopefully he turns it around. I agree with you. I think he has been dog shit, and I think that's a fair <laughs> assessment. But I'm gonna stand by my original assessment of the situation. I've been looking at it even further. Because Sandy is my boy, and I, you know, something's wrong with him. The problem with Sandy is the shift, the elimination of the shift. Because if you look at it, he's not giving up more home runs than he did last year. He's not walking more players. He's striking out at the same rate. The problem is, is he's giving up more hits. And when he gets a person on base, I have to go back, and I'm going to do it. When he gets a person on base... I, I wa- I'm very curious to see how often a team deployed the shift against that person who got on base with him because Sandy's a ground ball pitcher. Like if he doesn't strike you out, you're hitting it on the ground. If you mm-hmm. get a home run off of him, you better keep that ball. What's happening is, is these balls are getting through the gap. And when he gets one person on base, then all of a sudden the hit parade starts, but then he starts 
going off and nobody's getting on base. Like the he went seven innings in that five run game he gave up. Like the the dude still got it, but I, I think he's really struggling with you know how to to deal with the shift. And normally outside of like the Jays game we saw, he fell apart and I think it was the second inning. Like but normally what happens is is it's like the seventh or eighth inning. It's when he starts getting tired, and that's when pitchers used to rely on the shift. They used to deploy the shift heavier in the later parts of the game. So my thought and my thought on him being having problems all season has been when he gets tired and he doesn't have that extra couple of miles per hour, that extra little movement on his changeup, you know, he's he's – trying to figure out how to pitch in those moments. And I think when you take the Blue Jays game out of that, I think you'll look and you'll see that that's what's kind of consistently happened this year. And I hope Skip and 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 uh, what's his name, Mel, figure it out over the All-Star break and, and take some time and like say, hey, this is what we're going to start doing. But I think, think Sandy is start- trying – I don't think he should skip a start. I don't think that benefits Sandy. I think if anything that pisses him off and that gets him in a bad mindset. I think you let Sandy pitch his way through the season. You let him figure it out because taking away a start isn't going to help and sending him to the minors. They don't have the same rules. Like he's not going to be facing the same level of competition. Even if that was an option, that's not going to help him. Yeah. You have to let him work it through. And fortunately for us, other people like Braxton have stepped up. Cabrera's had several good games in a row outside of him uh-huh. being injured. You know, people are, are stepping mm-hmm. up, especially the bullpen. Yuri, you know, let's give Sandy the time to figure it out because when he figures it out and it's going to happen in the second half of the season, my hope is that that's what carries us to the playoffs because, you know, we're talking about Yuri getting shut down. We're talking about other guys like Braxton. I, I pray that he can keep it going all season, but he might not be able to. And if he can't, if we can have Sandy kick on to finish us off and take us into the playoffs at the end of the season, that's what we need. And Sandy will come back. You can see it on the guy's face. He's not accepting this. No, of He's course going not. to find a way to get through this and, yeah. and come through it. And, you know, next year, hopefully this time we're talking about, man, he's back to his Cy Young form because he's figured it out. But, you know, I think it was Bleacher Report or The Athletic put out a list of the top five people who were affected by the rule changes, and Sandy was number one. Mm. They thought that yeah. he was going to be the most affected because of the base running rule, because they thought that, you know, that extra little bit of space, people were going to be able to steal more from him. They thought that the shift was going to affect him, and I think that's what we're seeing this year. I saw something similar, and Corey Seager is the one that's benefited the most. Um so to talking about real quick about uh, the Blue Jays game with Sandy, he imploded in the second inning, but he had the fourth inning. He only pitched through eight pitches, sixth inning, only seven pitches. Like he becomes dominant. It's just that one inning, which is really odd. And then to touch on what Kenny was talking about earlier, uh, with no runners on base, he's pitching. The average against him is 187. When he has runners in scoring position, which means second and third base, 403. So Christ. Huge difference. Um, it's, it's like yeah, the you know, third quarter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's go. almost like we need a better shortstop, like Tim Anderson. Mm. Possibly. Mm. Hey, look, look. 
Wendell hasn't been playing bad, at least over the last week. He, he, the bat's been, been working. But speaking of playing bad, Sandy isn't playing well. And that's the only reason Jacob Stalling is still playing, in my opinion. So at what point do we say, you know what? <laughs> Sandy's playing like shit. You're playing like shit. Why do we keep putting him on the field? Spaz, why do, do you think Stalling is finally going to see the door? I think so, man, because he's fucking – I'm sure he's a great guy. I'm sure, you know, of like course, to have a beer with him, whatever. We say these things. We're not attacking the That's what everybody <laughs> says, right, before they throw somebody into a wall. <laughs> but he's fucking trash. Like, he's just not great. And uh, I think uh, the last Yuri game uh, – because the first Yuri game didn't uh, – Stallings catch Yuri, right? I, I think we were there for that. And Stallings caught. Uh, yes, yes, uh, yes. Stallings caught yes. Yuri, and then he caught Yuri for the next game. And then I think Yuri was like, "This guy sucks." And Fortes pick. And then Fortes him. caught him. So and then this last game, Fortes caught him. So like, dude, if if your best pitcher, which is Yuri, is fucking asking for Fortes and hopefully making that work out, this dude is not uh, b- benefiting us, except for maybe like a voice on the bench that's like veteran or whatever. Uh, nah, get get him out of here, man. I don't uh, I don't really want to see him anymore. <laughs> he doesn't. Kenny, more you happy seeing you happy seeing Jacob back there? No, mierda, mierda, puro. <laughs> get him out. Gone. Bye. Get on a raft. I don't care. Get the fuck out of here, dude. Like I look, I I I I used to do the whole like it's nothing personal. I'm sure he's a great guy. I think, but like I've learned that like I don't know. Like a week ago, I was sitting in front of. I look back. And there's like three babies wearing a Stallings jersey. And I'm like, oh, I'm sitting in front of his family at a game. Oh. And I was ready to scream like, yo, you're a terrorist, dude. Like, get out of here. Like, he, he, I, I feel bad. Yes, don't get me wrong. I'm a great guy. All that stuff. Dude, you're bad at baseball. Okay? Yeah. I even tweeted this same thing that you're talking about. If you go back, I mean, I tweet like a monster. So it's, you're not going to find it. But like, I tweeted like <laughs> the only pro to Sandy being ass is that it makes Stallings so easy to get rid of because he offers mm-hmm. nothing anymore. Like, remind me. Braxton Garrett just like tied, had the best start of his career. Who was catching him? Oh, that's right, Nick Fortes. Odie Perez has been dealing. Who's been catching him? Oh, that's right, Nick Fortes. Like, that's it, buddy. You're done. Guangdong, China, get out of here. You're done, though, buddy. Like, that's it. Like, Stallings is, he's counting his blessings, and that's it. You, you caught a Cy Young Award winning pitcher. I'm happy for you. But Stallings is best suited as like a backup at best. Like at best, at best, at best, and I feel like again, it sucks because I was I was excited when we traded for him because he was coming off a pretty damn good season where he was one of the best defensive catchers. He had an OPS at least at seven hundred, but no, you're talking about like a four hundred OPS right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, like he's a pitcher, <laughs> he's a pitcher, and he's not throwing people out. The bases are like the size of a fucking the Mona Lisa, so like everyone's just stealing happy on everyone nowadays. He can't he can't throw people out. He's not a good framer anymore. He's not calling good games. I I, I, I bring back Mike Mike Redmond. I don't know. Just get rid of him. I, I he's not good. He's not good. It sucks. And they feel that way too, obviously, because we've already started to hear like the, the inklings of them looking for a catcher. You know, everyone's brought up Ivan Herrera from the Cardinal system, who's being blocked by by Wilson Contreras, and he seems to be like a good option. But man, I, it, it's it's not like it sucks that that coming into this year. You would think, right, like, if anything, if anything, 
we have Sandy and we have that stall that 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 battery that won a yeah. Cy Young award. And it's just that has just not been the case. Like Nick Fortes is a much better option. I still don't like Nick Fortes to be like the main starting catcher. Yeah, I'd prefer it. No, but <laughs> right he's now, much but better. He situation. has been. Yeah. He has been. And I'm a Nick Fortes Stan. Like the same way Brenton is with Sandy, I am with Nick Fortes. That's my sweet baby boy. But at the same time, like he he isn't he shouldn't be like the starting catcher of the future. Although right now he should be the starting catcher. Like I'm still trying to go at the deadline and get a better catcher. But Nick Fortes would probably be the best backup catcher like in baseball if, if, when if you, that was his role. When you compare the two, uh, Jacob Stallings' batting average is 165. Nick Fortes, 243. Nick Fortes has four home runs on the year. Stalling has zero. Uh, OPS, 635 for Nick Fortes, 490 for Stallings. So, and it's so funny, Sandy isn't pitching well. Stall- so. Stallings, he's not. And, and it's funny because Stallings, it, the peak of his Marlins career was the first game he played with the Marlins. Over there in San Francisco, when he hit that home run, like in the top or in the bottom of the eighth or bottom of the ninth, that he tied the game. He threw out two runners. I remember Craig Mish, who wanted stalling so bad, he was like, I told you, this is what you guys were getting. And then ever since then, he's just been ass. So it's like, there. Yeah, it's a, it's a, he peaked in game one in the uniform. And ever since then, he's been garbage. Uh, Branton, what are we thinking about stalling so, before we, we wrapped up the stalling talk? My, uh, my opinion on stallings is obviously he's got to go. Um, but unlike uh, unlike Kenny and, and Spaz, I, I don't think it's going to be this year that he goes. Um, and, and the reason being is because at the deadline, you've got to look at your team. You've got to decide. And when you're the Marlins, if we're buyers, you're not buying two positions. The Marlins are going to buy one position. And and I'm firmly I firmly believe shortstop is where we're going to end up buying. I think Fortes is good enough to start. Stallings can fill in when he's tired. I don't think Stallings should be catching Sandy every game anymore. I think Fortes needs to start learning how to do that. And in the offseason, yeah, let's go after somebody. I don't think we have any prospects in the system really that are ready to come up and and or have proven to be the catcher of the future. So we're going to have to go out and get a catcher of the future, but I don't think we're going to do that. Um I don't think we're going to do that at the deadline. I really do think we're going to go out and get a shortstop. I think that's where we need need the help um, because Fortes can hold it down for the year. And and Fortes probably will be the catcher going into next year. Um, you know, my hope is that either through the draft or through free agency or a trade, we can bring somebody young in like, uh, like you guys are saying from the Cardinal system. That would be great. But I I, uh, I think we're going to have to get used to Stallings being here for the rest of the year. But I think it's time to let Fortes try and catch Sandy. Let's see what happens. Maybe. I, I look, it can't Sandy, be any worse. Maybe Fortes catches be. Sandy and he's back to normal. I, Who there, knows? There's, there's a couple. Like, obviously, my, my favorite Marlins prospect, even though he, like he's not loved by everyone, like the, the big sites, Paul McIntosh is a catcher. He's horrendous at catching. Like he's not a good catcher to the point where they've already started trying to play him at first and right field. And like, usually that's not a good sign when you're a catcher and uh, you know, they have Austin Allen who's a decent defensive catcher. He hits lefty and he can like mash, you know, he's not a great hitter, but he can hit tanks. Like that's about the only thing. So really it's, it's, I just don't want to see stallings anymore. <laughs> I'd rather have a catcher. I don't blame honestly. you. 
if you're going to hit 200, there's two ways to do it. Either you hit 200 and you hit 20 home runs and strike out every other at-bat, or you hit 200 and roll over into double plays like Stalling does. So I think I'd rather go with a guy that can at least – he's lefty and can hit the ball 480 feet and play decent defense. Like, just give me something new. Like, let's switch positions here. You know what I mean? Like, I'm tired of the same old shit every single night having to watch Stalling stink it up. I, I am 100% with you, and I think just about – I agree. I think there's a consensus. Yeah, there's a consensus here. Everybody agrees with you. All right, so – now let's let's start wrapping it up with the predictions for the next uh, week. Obviously, the first Pirates game is out of the way, so we got three games left at home, and then we got three games in Boston. Which, by the way, I hate Boston. I don't even eat Boston Market, so f them. So we got three games against Boston. I, I guess I'll start. I, I usually don't start. I usually like to start with Spaz because he's usually the, the optimist. But I guess I'll start. Uh, Pirates not great. Uh, they should have taken today's game. They didn't. I think that we can pull off two of the next three. And Boston, on the other hand, Boston is a solid team. Uh, they're disciplined hitting. They don't strike out much. So I, I am worried. And then playing in Boston, I think we go one and two. And I think we end up going three and three in the next six games, uh, which leaves us at what? I said three and three. So I did a 46 and 36, still 10 games over 500, which is like Kenny said, we play 500 ball for the rest of the season and you're in a good spot because you are 10 games over 500. So I'm all for that. Uh, I let's go over to Spaz. Spaz predictions for this week. Um, three, one pirates. Um, I, I don't think we sweep. I think we take three out of uh, the four. Okay. And uh, the socks, I think are just at about 500. They're two games over, I believe. Two yeah, and they just got the shit kicked Fuck out them. of them. Yeah, they just got the shit kicked out of them by uh, the Twins, I think. So I'm, I'm not sure, but they swept the Yankees last weekend. And if you've ever been to that park, it's 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 a weird park. Uh, it's very tiny, clearly where the Green Monster is, and then on the right, it's like it, it whatever. Uh, I think we fucking sweep the Sox. Woo! I like it. Ooh, I, I like it. So you're going four and two. So that puts us at 47 and 35. Ooh, because just like Pat Riley said, fuck Boston. Did he say that? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Ooh, put that on a shirt. <laughs> Kenny. <laughs> uh, I said sweep for this series against the Pirates on the, on the, the pregame. Four show. game sweep? So, four game sweep. I did. Ooh. I don't know why. Okay. <laughs> I don't know I why. why either. Okay. I, I know. I, I, know. I, said, I said sweep. And then if you look at my tweets from tonight, I, I literally said, anytime I get optimistic about this team, they rip my heart out and they fall flat on their face. And then they went on to win the game. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'm still, I'm going to stick to sweep because I said it in another show and I feel like that would just be disingenuous for me to switch for this series. The Boston series, I'll go back to being negative. Uh, they're going to lose that series. They're going to take one of one, one game. Um, it's a three game series, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So they, have one, they have Monday off. Okay. They'll take one of three. The, the Boston just scares me because they're they're they can hit, man. They can hit, but they also can't pitch. It's weird. And I, I don't I don't like the Marlins in like shootout type of games, right? But who knows? They they've proven me wrong all year so far. So hopefully they'll prove me wrong in Boston. But um, especially I mean, Branton. I'm sorry I have to do this, but I mean Sandy's pitching against Boston. Do it. Man, do it. So, he's pitching. So, I mean, the first game. Yep, he's playing the first game. So, and just... we'll, so perfect. We'll lose game one like eight to four. Um, and then after that, who knows? We got our ace Braxton Garrett pitching after that. So, <laughs> so. Listen, listen, but what, what if Fortes catches Sandy this game? Look, 
Hey, so I, we, I will respect so the we, hell out of Skip if he makes that move because at that point he's probably going against Sandy, but maybe it'll work out. So I would respect the hell out of that. And just so just to be clear, we said how how poorly Sandy's been pitching. Boston, I believe, is the fourth or fifth best as far as batting average wise, fourth or best in the in the league. They hit. They don't hit for power a lot, but they hit. Brian, they're, they're, predictions. They're very, they have a very good offense. I, 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 and I, I feel like I've thought that about Boston for the past six years, honestly. It's just kind of that, I like college football, how you assume some teams are just going to be good offensively all the time. Yeah. That's how I feel about the Red Sox. But yeah, um, Boston, yeah. one thing I'm very excited for, and some people are saying that he could even be back for this series against the Pirates, like the last two games, is Jazz coming back. I need him back so badly. I can't watch Garrett Hampson anymore. I can't. Uh, Jonathan Davis has been. He, he's a good fourth outfielder. Defense, I like defense. and defensively, he's great. Yeah, he's a, he's kind. He's yeah. your ideal fourth outfielder where he's not good enough to push anyone for a starting job, but defensively, he's been very impressive. You feel good so, when he comes in, like you don't. I feel do. Like, yeah. I do. And and and, mm-hmm. and you know what's funny that they, they they mentioned it today was uh, they have like a very good record in games that he starts, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Like a very very good record, even though he's not a good baseball player. Like they have a very good record with him starting. So I, I like him. I like the vibes he brings. I like his defense. That that game against Seattle where he was just all – was it Seattle or the White Sox? I'm not sure. But he was all over the place just robbing balls in, in the outfield. So I like his defense. But when Jazz comes back, I'm excited to see him in Fenway. I'm excited to see a lineup that's healthy with Soler, with Arias, with De La Cruz, with Jeezy, with Jazz. Like that gets my that gets the juices flowing. So, but I'm imagine, say, imagine a good catch with three. that. Oh. Jonathan Davis is batting 278 this year so far, 341 on base percentage. That's not bad for a fourth it's everything outfielder. He brings every, for a fourth outfielder, that's beautiful. That's mm-hmm. gorgeous. Yeah. That's exactly what you want from a fourth outfielder. Yeah, and his Brenton, be, stellar. Before you give me your prediction, Brighton, when Jazz comes back, I, I've been fighting with these guys all year and, and they don't want to give me. And I've been oh, saying Luis Arias has to lead off. Oh, you know, I'm going to throw it in your face. I've been saying Luis Arias has to lead off. He has to lead off. He's, he's been leading off and he's been playing beautifully. Now, I said that Jazz should be batting third. I've been saying this for a couple months now. I think since April, since he was struggling as the leadoff. Now, Luis Arise leading off, Jazz batting third. Do you think that that's where Jazz slots in once he comes back? I think Jazz slots in in the two spot. Yeah. I think. The two um, spot? Okay. I think you push Soler back Soler. to three. Yeah. Okay. Because they've been having Solera too. Come on, son. Yeah, I, I like it. Solera too. So I, I think Jazz probably goes to to two. I, I you know let a rise Lower. lead off for now because when Tim Anderson comes, it's gonna be Tim Arise. <laughs> no, leave you leave a rise leading off. You no. want your best hitter to hit the most. Tim is faster, but he doesn't get on base as much. Doesn't matter. He's faster. You need yeah, to, Tim at you need. Listen, you can't have a rise hit the whole season lead off. Why not? You know, you have to have a guy who can steal bases. In my opinion, Marlon, that's that's Marlon's my thought. Steal much many bases. As you, you can tell, I'm sitting in the that. major league dugout. I'm managing a team right now, so you know I know what I'm talking about. Man, <laughs> the Marlins today, I, they a lot of people were tweeting about it. John Birdie got on there with like one out, and everyone, John Birdie, who led the league in stolen bases. And by the way, like they increased the, the the stolen bases by like eight feet. And John Perry's just got his hands on his knees and he's not going anywhere. Like something about the like Don Mattingly's Marlins were very, very aggressive on the base path, and Skip Schumacher's Marlins do not attempt to steal bases. Even right there, that was a textbook stealing situation. And it seems like the only person that was attempting to steal bases was Jazz. 
But real quick, just so I can chime in, Jazz, and when he comes back, he should hit sixth or seventh. Six or seven. Nah. I, Jazz, bro, I, I get it. Like, and you are right. Ideally, he's your third hitter when he's at his peak, and it's you're talking about a monster lineup. But I've seen Jazz, when he gets into that seven, eighth, or even ninth hole, he's like a world breaker. He just turns into a completely different hitter who's swinging free. And like I'm pretty sure if you look at his splits for the I'm career. looking at him right now. Tell me, tell me if I'm wrong, because I feel like six or seven is his Jazz, best. Batting sixth. This season, at least, he's batting 111. I need the career, Daniel. Jesus Christ, don't do this to me. I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm like 90% sure that when he hits six or seven, he's like a 350 hitter with like 80 home runs. Like, don't tell me this is like fan fiction. All right, I got you. Go ahead, Brenton, while I pull this up. Well, the, so can... the only reason I would want that is because our like five through nine is just not. Yeah, it's dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm with takes on this one. Like, throw in Jazz at that spot and give us, like, something to be happy about. Because as soon as, like, that one through five is done, I'm like, fuck. <laughs> like, that's yeah. it. But uh, my so, predictions so- for the next series before we move on. I think uh, the le- next three out of the Pittsburgh series, I think we take two out of three. I think we take one out of three with the Boston series. Jesus. And the only reason that happens is because uh, I had to cancel my trip to Boston. I was going to be in Boston for those Ooh. three games. Oh. I always wanted to go there. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to go just to see the Marlins play at Fenway so I could check Fenway off my list. But things came up. I had to cancel. So sorry, Marlins. If I was there, I was going to say sweep. Listen, but you were going to say look sweep. right here. Career batting splits, hitting sixth. Two eighty six. Yeah, two. Right, I'm looking at Baseball Reference. Career, twenty four games, eighty nine plate appearances, two eighty batting average, nine thirty one OPS, which is far higher other than batting ninth, where he had a one thousand one hundred seventy four OPS. Hit him but ninth. <laughs> career leading off, seven forty eight OPS. Career hitting second, six forty eight OPS. Career hitting third, only three games. 717 career hitting fourth 596 so i mean when he's lower in the lineup for some reason he just i don't know if, what it is usually it's the opposite with guys but i don't know man I, I like i wouldn't mess with the with the i think solaire and arias no matter what no matter what they do that luis arias has to hit in front of jorge solaire that I, I i'm not willing to negotiate like i think jorge solaire is a better hitter because pitchers or no Arise. I'm, I'm thinking Arise. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I, I was I was thinking about it uh opposite because when Arise was hitting behind Soler, Soler was having a lot of success because they can't pitch around him. Right. They'd rather pitch to Soler than pitch to Arise. And so maybe that can use some tinker. But I, I'm a fan of Jazz hitting lower in the line. Well, I I as long as Arise is leading off, I'm happy. But to me, it should be Arise, Soler, uh, Jazz, and then maybe DLC fourth. Uh, but either way, 10 games over 500, it's all looking good as of right now. They are for real because injuries have played a part. So I don't care how the competition has been. They've been playing through these injuries and through Sandy being ass, and they've still managed to look good. So they are for real. So everybody better watch out. Kenny, thank you very much for joining us. If they don't follow you already, which I doubt, but if they don't, tell them where they can find you. Takes were made on Twitter. That's the only place you got it. Anyone needs to see me. 
Don't <laughs> don't don't follow me anywhere else, losers. <laughs> but yeah, takes were made on Twitter and uh, with an underscore at the end because I couldn't get takes were made without the underscore. Some guy got banned like ten years ago with it. But uh, oh. yeah, that's yeah. I've been trying to get it forever. It'll never happen though. So that's where you can find me. Spaz, anything for the people before we head out? Uh, like, subscribe, uh, watch us, listen to us. <laughs> And I will say this because I know that. And retweet us to get us out there because it's hard to get out there. Yeah. Uh, battered Marlins at Battered Marlins. But I will say this. I've been trying to get this going for a little while because I know Takes likes to golf. I know he's a golfer. He's a uh, he's a big Max Homa fan as uh, as I am. I'm a homosexual. So I've been trying to get a No Marlin idea what that means. Tournament. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Max Homa is a people's champ. We'll get into that another day. Okay. But I've been trying to get a Mar a Marlins Twitter golf tournament going for a while. I know a lot of you guys live down south. I'm the only one that lives like in Hialeah and like up north. All you guys are down south in Kendall. So if up north is Hialeah. Well, well no. <laughs> what do you define where I live? Yeah, yeah, well, you're in fucking like Coral Springs. But <laughs> I say we try to get a Marlins Twitter golf tournament going on, and we'll figure it out on weekend. But we'll figure that out later. But anyway, follow us. Can I just and come and smoke cigars and drink beer? Hell yeah, that's basically what golf is. That's what got me into golf is smoking and drinking, really. I'm yep. down for, for top golf, but I usually do the, the batter swing. I look like one of those weirdos that just kind of <laughs> has that awkward batter. You could tell and that I played baseball, but I never golfed in my life. You're gonna get one drive that's gonna go 300 and you're gonna be like, I'm in. That's it. That's it. I'm <laughs> I've done top golf before, it's fun. But like I, I said, I, it's just, I, I probably look very awkward doing it. People that actually golf, they're like, What the hell is this guy doing? Like I think Sheffield I tweeted once here. saying that I wanted to one day have like a takes were made golf event. And I think you, Spaz, were like the first person to respond. This was back when I had like a thousand followers. And you were like, dude, please, if it ever happens, let me know. I think it was you that re responded I, to it. Because I, I, yeah, I golf like once. Uh, well, I used to golf once a week. Now it's like once a month. But yeah, like I'm out there. I'm out there often. All right. All right. Yeah, I'm down. Not a Brian, anything else for the people? Do you have a secret golf obsession that I didn't know about? I do not. I am terrible <laughs> at golf. Uh, my claim to fame is I drove a par three with a pitching wedge once. Hey! So, uh, you know, I'm like Jorge Soler out there, just swinging for the fences every time, and nine times out of ten it hits a house. That one time it hits a green, I'm all in. Hey, man. But, I, uh, that, it sounds like you can accompany me to top golf then. Yeah, I was going to say, listen, if you guys are interested – Comment on YouTube. Let us know you <laughs> want to do a Top Golf Day, and we'll meet you all out there. We'll plan it. We'll announce it. We'll do a Top Golf battered, battered Marlins fans uh, outing. Take takes were made. He's yeah, in. That'll be great. That'll be great. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, if you're listening on audio, thank you for listening all the way through. If you're listening on YouTube or watching on YouTube, I should say, uh, I appreciate you listening all the way to the end. Like, subscribe, all that other good stuff. And we will catch you guys next Thursday with hopefully another great guest. Maybe Callie will be back. Takes were made. Might not be, right? No. no? Yeah. Okay. You guys want me, man. <laughs> <laughs> In, until then, you guys have a good one.